0: Again, thank you for listening, and we're excited to see what is next in your life.
1: We are a visionary. Amen. Called to live commanded to love and commissioned to serve. It felt so good saying that in front of y'all this morning. FCBC family called to live, commanded to love and commissioned to serve our core values. And if you don't want to say, if you don't remember all of that, what do we say FCBC family? Live, love, serve. Amen. Live, love, serve. This morning, our text is going to come from Matthew chapter 7. Matthew chapter 7 verses 3 verses 5. Matthew chapter 7 verses 3 verses 5. Give you a chance to find it. If you have your digital device this morning, you can look it up on your phone. If you have your Bible, if you know you're a holy roller, you know you carry your Bible everywhere. Amen. And the scripture reads, Do not judge. So that you, I'm sorry, I I read the first cup, but we're going to read it. We're going to read all of it today, this morning. (laughs) Do not judge so that you may not be judged. For with judgment, you will be judged. And the measure you give will be the measure you get. Verse three, why do you not see, why do you see the speck in your neighbor's eye, but do not notice the log in your own eye? Or how can you say to your neighbor, let me take the speck out of your eye while the log is in your own eye? You hypocrite, first take the log out of your own eye. Then you will see clearly to take the speck out of your neighbor's eye. Read that one more time, starting from verse three. Why do you see the speck in your neighbor's eye, but do not notice the log in your eye? Or how can you say to your neighbor, let me take the speck out of your eye while the log is in your own eye? You hypocrite, first take the log out of your own eye. Then you will see clearly to take the speck out of your neighbor's eye. Let us pray. God, we pray this morning. We thank you for bringing us to another day, another week, God, where we can praise you, where we can honor and worship you. So God, meet us here today. Speak a word, Lord, that only comes from you. Hide me behind this word, oh God, use me in such a way, Lord, that this message reaches forth, touches, transforms, and shifts our culture. God, we thank you and we honor you, and it's in your precious name that we pray, amen. 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 Now the sermon for today, you all may be seated, amen, amen, is entitled, A Response to Cancel Culture. A response to cancel culture. Now, when I read this verse, be honest. How many of you show show of hands was thinking in your brain, man, I know that person. I know that super judgmental person that always looks at everybody else. Raise your hand if you were thinking about that, that person. You can raise your hand. Be honest. Be honest. An interesting part is when we read this scripture, we always think about other folks, right? We think about the other person, the other people, the the judgment that is placed upon us, the judgment that people place on one another. But even deeper, when I was reading this scripture, something came to me. You see, for the last couple of months, I have been thinking a lot about this concept called cancel culture. Cancel culture. This notion and this idea that has really taken force and and, and taken life via social media. You see, there was this quest, this desire for justice, for accountability. And what came about with this was this notion and this idea of cancel culture. And now listen, I am going to be honest. I've canceled a couple people. I ain't going to tell you who I've canceled. No, I'm just joking. I remember the first person I canceled, I remember it was Kanye West. For good reason. For good reason. And I remember how frustrated I was about the things that he was saying. And I remember being like, I made a social media post. I participated in this idea and this notion of cancel culture. Now, I wanted to actually go and find out what is the actual definition of cancel culture. We say it all the time, right? We hear it on social media. We hear it in the news. Dave Chappelle talked about it as well in his comedy special, if you had a chance to watch it. But I looked up the definition of cancel culture, and it said that cancel culture seems to be the act of boycotting or shunning someone for something they have done or a way they have spoken that is perceived to be objectionable or controversial. The act of canceling someone is often followed by the choice to stop giving support to that person. The act or the choice to stop giving support to that person. Now, I did a little bit further, more research. And I wanted to know, how did the world and others perceive cancel culture? Now, there was a division. There were some that perceived cancel culture as this notion, this idea of being able to hold one another accountable. Right? And then there were some who saw cancel culture as something completely different. They saw it as something punitive as a way of taking someone's livelihood for a mistake that they made publicly. Now we know cancel culture to be a part of sort of the public sphere, but I know some of us can probably also in our own personal lives count the individuals that we have taken a a cancel culture mentality. A cancel culture energy. And when I came across this text, something shook in my spirit. Now, my spirit had been shaken because as I was seeing how cancel culture was manifesting itself, there was a mob mentality. A mob mentality that when someone made a mistake, the rest of society heaped on this person from a place and a space of righteousness, of righteous indignation. And I felt like there was something wrong with that. And maybe it's because I'm an empath, because I'm always feeling other people's pain, that I began to think and question, there's something not right about this. Is this what Jesus is calling us to do? Uh, Is this the way of the carpenter? Is this the way of being a Christian? By canceling people? By living in a mob mentality? And the interesting part about it is always, it happens in social media. Got a lot of, you know, Twitter fingers. A lot of courage in that. But when I came across this scripture here in Matthew, it's, a part of Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. And in this particular text, Jesus is speaking with authority and with divine power in an attempt to create a new life, a new way of living for people. Jesus was showing the people a new way to live, of a new way to walk, a new way to speak. And there was a particular reason why this, why Jesus talked about not judging others and not looking in the speck of your neighbor's eye, it had less to do with others and more about self, about what this society, about what that world, about what our community needs. And as I look deeper into this text, what I realized is that Jesus was pushing us against this notion and this idea of cancel culture. But rather This text is calling and pushing for us to do two things, reflection and empathy. Reflection and empathy. You see, in in, in verse three when it says, why do you see the speck in your neighbor's eye but you do not notice the log in your own eye? The push and the call It's not for condemnation, but reflection, a reflection of self. I remember when I used to, me and my um, best friend, we used to, when we were first roommates in college, we used to get in a lot of fights. You're two different personalities, two different people. And, you know, we've both since grown. And I remember me and her were having a fight and I was so upset. And I felt this righteous indignation. I was, you know, I just, I felt like I knew that I was right. And I was getting ready to just take her and I was throw her. I was like, this is not going to be my best friend no more. And I remembered before I went to speak to her, God pushed me to a place of reflection. Now, this reflection showed me my own flaws the ways in which I did not show up for my friends, the ways in which I might have hurt someone, and the ways in which I might have acted out or done something. Now, someone might, some might say that this text is not calling for accountability. That's not true. This text is not negating this idea and this notion of holding ourselves accountable, of holding our loved ones accountable, of holding society and people accountable. Accountability lives in this text this morning because it says, then you will see clearly at the end of verse five to take the speck out of your neighbor's eye. So there comes a point where you do eventually hold the person accountable, but there's a difference. In the reflection piece, my spirit, your spirit ought to shift. My spirit shifted. You see, when I came to her, when I spoke to my friend, I came from a place of empathy. My spirit was different. You see, I held her accountable. But when I pushed myself and I allowed myself to reflect on who I am, on the grace that God has shown me, on how far God has brought me, knowing that I'm imperfect. My spirit to her was not one of condemnation. I didn't call her out but I called her in. I didn't call her out, but I called her in. I wanted her to see my pain. And my spirit was not one of, I'm better than you. Because that's oftentimes what cancel culture comes. It comes from a purist understanding. You see, because justice, as I mentioned earlier, there was this desire and this need for justice to see a better world. And so, this purist mindset, this idea that we're perfect somehow, not seeing that our reality is life is not black and white, there's so much gray. There's so much gray. And when you come from a spirit of empathy, you see someone's lived experiences. When you come from empathy, you see someone else's pain. When you come from empathy... You build community. You build relationship. There is growth. When you come from empathy, you are living and breathing and walking as God has called you to be. But the first step this morning, FCBC, is reflection. How many of us are reflecting? How many of us are taking accounts of who we are and of the growth that we have? Because this reflection will cause us to be more loving to the people. It will push aside cancel culture. And what I thought was so interesting is that cancel culture was needed, was driven by this need for justice. But but where there is justice, there's always redemption. Where there is justice there is always space and room for redemption so while we're canceling these people out while we're looking at someone and saying i i'm shutting you away i'm pushing this mob mentality that says i'm better than you that hey look what you did that mistake that you made now has cost you everything everything but if we live and breathe and we come on sundays Not to mention Resurrection Sunday. Y'all want to talk about redemption, but you have no redemption or not leaving space for redemption of others. Because accountability says, I love you, but I see the possibility of where you can go. That is what accountability does. That is what this text is calling us to do. It's to live and breathe in a space of empathy. And if you are truly in relationship with God, God will reveal self to you. God will reveal others to you. That is what relationship, that is what being with God is all about. It's about revealing God to us. It's about revealing how we interact with others. It's about what is the call and how we love on people. One of the things I loved in one of the conversations once in Pastor Mike and I were talking about sort of this need and this, 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 this current climate of activism. And I remember in the beginning, you know, I came here, you know, he he knows I was gung ho and ready to, you know, take everybody down. (laughs) And I remember he asked me something. It was a very important question. And it was, well, what are you? What makes you, how do you respond as someone that says that you believe in the ways the carpenter? You see, we don't live and move as the world breathes and does, but there is a different call on us, a different responsibility for how we move and breathe. Because if we say that we are believers and carpenters, then we are called to shift society. We are called to shift the evil that is in this world. By the way that we move and breathe, but by, by the way that we live, and in these last 19 months where we've seen all the pain, where we see how everything can be stripped from you, we ought to have more empathy for one another, we ought to have more love for one another, we ought to have more grace for one another, we ought to see the hope in one another because. For every person that we've canceled out, I had to ask myself this question. Did I leave room for Kanye West to find redemption? And it wasn't, it had nothing to do with me. I didn't have to support him, but it was in my spirit. What was the spirit with which I chose to say I no longer support you? What is the spirit Ultimately, that's what it is. Out of the abundance of your heart, out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth speaks. What is in your heart this morning? Is it a desire to see the lived experiences of other people? It is a desire to walk in the shoes of someone else because ultimately that's what Jesus was calling us to do. That's what Jesus was doing seeking to understand and coming in human form and human flesh, seeking to live as we lived. And we oftentimes like to take away the humanity of Jesus and the experiences of Jesus, but no. It is the human lived experiences of Jesus that allows for that empathic spirit towards us, that empathic energy. So what is our communal spirit calling us to this morning? This time and this moment in our society is calling for us to do something brave. It's to put something different into the atmosphere this morning. It's to put love into the atmosphere this morning. Because the ways in which we choose to measure others, the society that we are creating will also be the society that judges you. The society that you are creating, the one that we are participating in with our actions and with our words will also be the society that judges you. Will also be the way that your loved ones judge you. What are we looking for this morning? How do we want to be judged? Do we truly desire and believe in this notion of redemption? Because if we do, FCBC family, then it is calling for us this morning to be higher, to be higher than the world, to be higher. What is it Michelle Obama said? When they go low, we go high. And like I mentioned earlier, the beauty about it is that even in going low or even in holding someone accountable, even in pushing a back against this notion of cancel culture does not require for you to support. Doesn't you don't have to wait around and for those individuals who have shown you that they're not gonna shift and change or maybe for those individuals that have hurt you in your personal life, but also in our communal society. You don't have to sit around and wait for that things to shift. All you have to do is lead with a spirit. FCBC family of empathy that says, even though I can't walk this journey with you, I still love you.
0: Even though I can't walk this journey
1: with you, I believe that you can be better. Even though I can't walk this journey with you, I believe there is redemption and hope because that is what we believe as believers this morning, FCBC family. Amen. Amen, FCBC family. Amen, amen. And this morning, I just want to just take this opportunity to just quickly just to pray before we. Because there is something that this world is beckoning for, something and thirsting and hungering for right now. And we have the power in this space. Don't ever discount your power for what you can shift when you walk out that door. And so this morning, we are all going to embrace and lead with the spirit of empathy. A spirit of reflection. We are going to walk this week reflecting and leading with love. And so I know sometimes that can be difficult. Especially if you're someone that's actually experienced an infraction against someone else. But we don't do this alone. We do this with the help and the love of God. Amen. So let's pray this morning. God, we thank you that your word always guides. God, that your word always provides a response for how we are to live our lives. So we thank you for this word this morning, God. We thank you that you are shifting our hearts this morning and our spirits, God, to lead with love, to push back on this notion, this identity of cancel culture. Because we know, God, God, because of our lived experiences, Lord, that there is always redemption, that there is always hope. So we lead today, God, reflecting on how far you brought us. And so God, this morning, Lord, we pray for healing, healing of our hearts and healing of our minds that would lead us to a spirit that says, I love you and I will choose to hold you accountable in a place of love. We thank you, oh God, for today. God, continue to be with us. Continue to love on us. It's in your precious name that we pray. Amen.